to a coach's perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins. I'm so excited about tonight. I think, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about champions, and I have some champions in the studio. Very excited to have them and host them tonight. We're going to pick their brain. How did they have these championship seasons? What were the variables that were put into place to make that happen? Um, so we're very excited to talk with them. But before I get to my my guests, I want to introduce my co-host tonight, Cayman Beckmeyer. Oh, you know that name? Yeah, I know, right? Heyman Beckmeyer, um, she's a pretty uh, successful basketball player uh, from Republic High School, and she's getting ready to go and continue her career at Missouri State University. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here. And um, she is going to co-host for me tonight. And, you know, when you have a show like this, you got to have a presenting sponsor. That is so important. So who is our presenting sponsor? Our presenting sponsor is Great Southern Bank, and they're serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs, mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member of the FDIC. See, I don't even need to be here, right here. That's my co-host right there. That is my co-host. Cayman Beckmeyer in the house. All right, other sponsors we're grateful for, hand-picked, include Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. So I want to recap a little bit about last week. Last week, we had the dark side. No, I'm kidding. We didn't have the dark side. We shouldn't refer to them that way. We had an officials panel, and we had um, the stripes were in here. Um, it was exciting to be able to pick their brain, and, and we love to get their perspective. It's always appreciated. This is a very valued role in sports. And Eddie Duggar, John Sterling, and Tim Bishop were here, and we were able to ask them a lot of questions. Um, Kelly Holt was supposed to be here and didn't come. So, Kelly, I just wanted to make sure and publicly say that and know that I'm, I'm on to you. We're going to get you on, back on this show and get you back on here soon. But the officials did a fantastic job, and um, I was so pleased with, um, you know, a lot of the questions that were sent in were fantastic, but they kind of opened themselves up. We played a game called Now's Your Chance. Um, during the state final four, um, I, when I was broadcasting, um, in between games, actually, when I was broadcasting, I wrote down some of the things that I hear in the stands. And I told them, you never get to turn around and respond. So we played Now's Your Chance. And I read some of those statements, and they got to respond to those. Um, so it was it was great. If you want to listen to it, you can go to a acoachesperspective.com. You can also find it on iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio. All right, so my guest tonight, we are, our segment is called Celebrating Champions, and I have some champions in here. Besides my co-host being a champion in just about everything that, that she attempts, Cayman Beckmeyer, I have Jenny Talbert here from Fairgrove, Class 3 Girls State Champion. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So exciting. Um, I had the opportunity to have a great front row seat of it. I was able to broadcast the game, and it was uh, a tremendous effort by your girls. You had a great game plan throughout the entire Final Four. Um, and it, it definitely was something that uh, I know that you're very proud of and you worked really hard for. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was that was just a surreal moment for our school and for our community. And the girls worked so hard to get there. And it was just so rewarding to see them come away with the championship. Yeah, You know, you do things <laughs> the right way. You've always been a, a coach that coaches people and not just players, and I think that's really important. Um, and, and I've always admired your skills, you know, as a, as a former player, but then also as a coach. 
um, when you came over for the postseason or post um, game interview, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to get through it. I was so excited for you and so excited for. Um, you know, and I was like, get yourself together. <laughs> but I was just so thrilled um, because I do think you have spent um, a lot of hours. You put a lot of energy. You put a lot of emotion into coaching. And so congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it was very, very rewarding as a coach. But also just like I said, to see those girls kind of reach the pinnacle of, you know, a high school basketball moment. It was just really fun to watch. That's fantastic. Well, I have another champion sitting right next to you. You guys are rubbing elbows. Uh, <laughs> champions rubbing elbows here tonight. Coach Becky Mollis is here. And, you know, College of the Ozarks has always been a national contender in whatever division you're in. Um, the NCCAA National Championship um, was recently. And to be able to capture a national championship as hard as you have also worked um, and how much emotion that you've put into it. You have put your heart and soul into College Ozarks women's basketball um, and to have this reward, to be able to throw that trophy over your head, had to be incredible. Congratulations. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks for having me on. And uh, thrilled to be on here with Jenny as well, both Jennies. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Jenny's a good friend, and I was there watching, supporting her and her team. But I'm just so proud of her and proud of, you know, the CFO team as well. But um, friend to friend, very proud and happy for Jenny. Yeah, this is pretty cool. And, and you know, I wanted to have champions on tonight you know i wanted to have um a show of champions and and it was it's a coincidence that you're also very good friends <laughs> outside of basketball um i think that's something that's kind of special it's because you do support each other in your programs and you do support each other um throughout the seasons and i, I think that's been a really nice touch so congratulations um let's talk a little bit about the championship i'll, I'll start with Jenny <clears throat> talbert first um you know you had to get through skyline kevin cheek and skyline that is that is never a comfortable feeling when you draw Skyline to play. Um, that is uh, definitely difficult. He's always going to have a good game plan. They're mm -hmm. always going to play hard. You're going to have to handle their pressure. You know that too, Cayman, right? Republic has had their battles oh, yeah. with Skyline, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is uh, something that's really that's uh, that's tough. Um, but you guys came out victorious. Yeah, um, when we when we kind of had seen the road we might take if we made it to the Final Four and saw that there could be a chance we'd play them because uh, that was the third time we've played them this season. And most recently, up until that game, we had lost to them in February. So we kind of have in the back of our mind and kind of like circled that moment. Like maybe we'll get a chance to play them again. And um, it worked out. And luckily the girls, like we played really well, shot the ball really well, guarded really well. And we were able to, you know, take care of them in that the third time we played them. So that's not every year you probably play a conference opponent in the Final Four. But, um, I mean, it was fun to play them on that stage and come out with the win. That was uh, exciting. And then you meet El Dorado Springs, the defending state champions. Uh, they had, you know, they've been ranked one, two, three all year long in the Missouri Basketball Coaches Association polls. And so you step on the floor with them, and um, what a great contest. I mean, they have an incredible cast that surrounds Macy Mays. It's not it's not a one-horse um, team. Tell me a little bit about the El Dorado Springs game. Yeah, um, we knew, like, we had played them as well in February at El Dorado Springs, so we were very aware of how, how good they were and how good Macy was. We'd beaten them the first time at their place by three, but Macy had, like, 40-something points. So um, we obviously knew that we were going to have to do a little bit better job on her, um, but also take care of all the good players that surround her. So um, we knew it was going to be a challenge. Defending state champions, um, especially after we'd beaten them once, you knew that they wanted some revenge. Um, and the girls stepped up. My girls stepped up. We struggled in that first first quarter and about half of the second quarter. We know we got down 14. 
But um, I just, they never panicked. They never, they had that look in their eye. All my girls did. They just, they wanted to come out with a win. And so they just kind of chipped away and uh, luckily we were able to finish it out. Right. Coach Swope's had a great game plan as well, but it really just came down to that execution. At the end, it really did. Um, you had two All-State players, Cameron Green and Brooke Daniels. And, um, I, you know, I almost hesitate to even bring up individual players. I want to give them their credit. But at the same time, I really felt like it was a nice team effort. Definitely. Like, we, we were very balanced all season. Like, Cameron obviously was one of our main scorers. Brooke is our point guard. But we had a lot of other girls that did some incredible things all season. Um, you know, Cameron did control the lane. And was kind of our, she was our one senior that kind of led us on offense and defense in a lot of ways. Brooks, the point guard, a lot rests on her shoulders, but we had other players that stepped up. Ashton Bell had a tremendous Final Four, um, did a great job against Skyline, did a great job against Eldo, um, really, really kind of took off in the postseason after having a really good season, too. Um, so those three kind of, you know, they do a lot for us, but we have a lot of other players that contribute, too. We had 10 girls on that varsity roster, and we couldn't have done that with without them we needed all 10 for those wins that's fantastic I, I agree i think there was a great team effort and i think it was something that they can really embrace and i think you can build on a lot of these players are coming back um, of course cameron green is 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 moving on cameron green um her mother carrie green yeah. your assistant coach you were teammates um at sbu and she mm-hmm. um i thought it was very interesting that you were playing skyline in the first round because yeah. she won state championships and right. at skyline with her dad as the coach lynn long yeah. um so carrie long green um you know is able to now be on your coaching staff what a web that was <laughs> put yes. together but congratulations to cameron green and we wish her the best of luck yeah i know she's gonna have an awesome career she's gonna go to mid-american nazarene um in an aa school in uh, kansas and she's pumped for that and so we're just excited that she finished her senior year off with a state championship yeah that's got to make her smile mm-hmm. for sure and at college of the ozarks you had to get through um you had, well, let's talk. You, you had to get through Grace College, um, Oakland City Oaks. You, you know, there is a, a great progression through this tournament, um, but it's a different. You know, you were NAIA for a very long time. Now you go to NCCAA. Um, you have an application that uh, to get back into the NAIA. But, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, at this level, basketball is basketball. And these were some great games. I was able to watch some of them online, and your game plan, spot on. Um, so congratulations to you as well. Well, thank you. Um, we started off with um, Asbury and played them in the first round. So I don't know if you can say our game plan was great because we came out and we were down double digits. <laughs> but you won 78 yeah. to 61. So yeah. So we, so we were down. To, so I don't know that that was part of the game plan. So you might need to question my intellect there. But um, we uh, kind of like Jenny said, we didn't panic. We uh, our older ones were re- very steady. Our le- um, our leaders and they. It's like we've been there, been here, done that. Um, we're fine, um, and so we just tried to chip away at it. Um, so we beat Asbury in the first in the first round, and then we played Grace in the second round. Um, that's the host school, and they actually are dual members, so they're NAIA and NCCAA. So they had been to the NAIA tournament, um, won the first round, lost in the second round, um, came in there as the three seed, and it was a battle. Um, and we were down, um, down. 12 at half and then came back in 181 to 67 what's uh, your halftime speech you need to write that down share that with people. actually we were just um <laughs> trying to stay calm and just like hey we're fine like we just need to settle in and uh we'll be fine here so yeah. that's what we did 
That's fantastic. And you as well have a team effort. Um, you did have some leaders um, on the all-tournament team, Jordan Wersinger from Kickapoo, Kaylee Frank from um, Stratford, tournament MVP was Wersinger, and then Kaylee Frank also was named um, first-team All-American. Um, so I know you had some great leaders there, but you had a, you had a host of, of players. Um, it took a team effort. It did. In each game, we have, we have so much um, depth that we, we believe that we could counter our opponent and defensively, offensively. And so we were just really strategic with who we subbed when, um, who was going to be guarding who, um, what we were going to do offensively. And our girls, uh, our ladies really bought into that. It was somebody different every night. For example, Isabel Roffling um, against Grace. We got in foul trouble. They have a tremendous post player, D2 transfer. Um, and she came in and just battled like crazy. Didn't score very much. But after the game, I, I said, uh, Izzy, I think that you might be the MVP tonight just because you came in and guarded like crazy and you're super physical. Um, it was probably unnoticed by most, but everybody in our locker room knew that she pretty much came in and saved the game, just what she did defensively. So there were so many moments like that throughout the tournament, um, just different people stepping up. Um, in the championship game, Avery Arnold came in in the first quarter and hit a huge three. And um, so it was just... Um, Everyone did their job, and if they're willing to do that, we can do great things. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about um, role players, and we're going to talk about how important it is on championship teams to have those role players, and we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit. We might even talk about your assistant coach. <laughs> I think he's, he's worthy of some, some airtime, I think so. So it was nice to have Steve Frank um, assisting, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit. Well, we'll take our first break, and we want to thank Great Southern Bank again for being our presenting sponsor. We'll be right back with Cayman Beckmeyer, Jenny Talbert, and Becky Mollis right here on A Coach's Perspective. This segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy is owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact. Scientific studies, professional dietitians, the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate, and they're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective. And I'm going to guess I have an athlete here um, well, you all were athletes too, but you know you've moved in. You've moved into the <laughs> moved in the coach category, but you know came in it, to to be successful after a workout. It's, you probably have chocolate milk as well, right? Oh yeah, after every workout. Yeah, love chocolate milk. <laughs> oh yeah, very good. And Highland Dairy, of course, that that has the best tasting chocolate. So we're here with Cayman Beckmeyer. She's my co-host tonight, and she's also going to be back next week. Um, we're going to be uh, keeping her in the studio for a couple weeks. Um, so we have Jenny Talbert here and we have Becky Mollis. And so we're celebrating champions. And, um, you know, this this is something I think is a really important conversation to have because a lot of people that are listening out there, you know, you might be an athlete, you might be a parent of an athlete, you might be a coach. It's really important to understand that one element of championship teams is about having um, defined roles. So tell me how you do that. And um, Coach Mullis, I'm going to start with you first. Tell me a little bit about how you have defined roles for your team and how you um, – every player knows what their role is on their team. How do you sell those roles to them and get them to accept them? Well, first, I think we recruit really good kids. Um, 
who want to win and who expect to win. And so they're willing to do whatever the team needs. And so I think first you have to start with high character kids, which we have. Um, and then we have, and then we just try to communicate what we need from each player. I mean, through the tournament, we just talked about um, specifically with, with players, just this is what we need from you. Um, Coach Frank does a really good job with that. And, um, and I think just off the floor as well, letting our players know how much we value them and love them. And it, it has no bearing on what they do on the court. Um, that also um, helps, I think, that we're not determining how much we value them by how many minutes they play. They have value whether they're playing all 40 or not playing at all. Um, and so we talk a lot about that um, and who they are as people away from basketball. Um, and so I think that that transfers onto the court of just the unselfishness um, and we had a lot of unselfishness this year. We had kids that sometimes would play, um, come in off the bench, and they play a lot of minutes. And then other times they wouldn't play as many minutes. And it almost always had to do with matchups. We just felt like who was coming in off the bench, who matched up the best, um, where, where would we have an advantage. Um, and so we just tried to communicate that. Um, but I think, first of all, it comes down to having great kids who are raised really well um, and have great parents. I think that what I love about what you said is is valuing those players as human beings. Um, you know, having a role player, it is really important that a coach finds a way to value them. And, you know, a lot of players take in stock, if I don't get the playing time, I must not be very good. I, you know, they, they think of it as a reflection of them as a human being, and they couldn't be further from the truth. And so I love the fact that you value, and any coaches that are listening, take the time and effort to do that with your role players, uh, because all of them are a piece of the puzzle. All of them, it's very important. What do you want to add to that, Jenny? Yeah, like like Becky said, you know, we try to talk to them, the girls, early on in the season, you know, kind of lay out the plan we have for them and their role. And then obviously that can change, you know, as the season goes on. Maybe things change a little bit here or there. But I think just definitely communicating with them and then through practice and through games, continuing to keep that communication open and let them know, like, hey, you're expected to be our defensive stopper or in this game, like your focus is rebounding or, you know, if so and so, if we need a sub early, you got to be a spark off the bench. You know, we had, we had some tremendous bench players who some games, kind of like Becky mentioned, they would get a lot of minutes. Some games, maybe they wouldn't, but they were always ready to go. And, you know, if we had foul trouble or something, a bad matchup, they, they were just ready to go. And I think, I kind of agree with Becky. I have, I'm blessed with great kids too that love to win. So whether they were on the floor or they were on the bench, man, they were all in the game. And even the kids who maybe didn't play at all in the final four, like they were jumping up and down and yelling and meeting the girls at half court and, you know, doing their part. So that's why I always say like we had 10 girls on that roster and all 10 of them, we needed every single one of them to win a state championship. That's incredible. It really is. And so I'm going to pull Cayman into the conversation here on this as well. So your role for Coach Flood at Republic High School was pretty clear. I mean, you really um, pretty much do it all. Um, but but at the same time, you had to rely on, te- you know, it is a team sport. So you had to rely on your teammates as well. Now you're getting ready to transition into Division One basketball. Um, you will have a different role. So what are you doing with your mindset that's getting you prepared for a different role on a college team? Um, I'm just over this summer and just this off season, um, just trying to prepare myself for that college level and really at any position 
that um, Coach Cunningham could put me in, whether it's, you know, the one all the way, you know, maybe even a three spot, just absolutely anywhere she needs me or wherever, how many, how many minutes I need to play and, and what position. And I'm, you know, willing to do what, whatever we can just for Lady Bears team as a whole to win. Um, so just preparing my mindset as no matter where she puts me, um, I'm going to do what I can to, if she has a confidence in me, then I should have the confidence in myself. I think that's a pretty good answer coaches what do you think yeah, good answer <laughs> yes, <I agree. laughs> that's the attitude that a coach wants to hear um, that is the attitude you know just whatever i can be best for the team how can i serve the team so that is fantastic um, and it'll take adjustment from from the from your high school role and the expectations um, but being able to have that attitude is going to help a lot um, so let, let's talk a little bit about the, the preparation of, of peaking at the right time. That's another element of championship seasons is that you have to be able to peak at the right time. Um, did, what do you feel like um, were some of the variables that helped you all do that? Um, you know, sometimes the strength of schedule, there's there's lots of different reasons. I'll start yeah. with Jenny on that. Um, well, I kind of mentioned earlier we had lost to Skyline in early February, and that kind of started a streak of games where we played some really tough competition, like we played – Skyline and Eldo and Ava and uh, St. James and Stratford, almost all in a row to end our season before districts. Um, so after that Skyline game, we really broke it down, showed the girls some film of, you know, where our defense wasn't where it needed to be, our rebounding wasn't where it needed to be, and said, you know, looking ahead at our schedule, the games aren't getting any easier. So you either got to fix it or it's going to be a long couple weeks. And luckily they fixed it. Um, <laughs> but I do think the, the teams we played at the end really prepared us for postseason. I mean, when you play, I think we played like five state-ranked teams out of six games in a row to end our season. That was huge. Huge. For, it put us in big moments, and they were all on the road except for one game. So we played all those teams on their home floor, which I think was really was really good. Looking at our schedule before the season, I remember like talking to our AD and we were like, man, this is, you know, this could be really brutal at the end. But at the same time, I knew I knew the opportunity these girls could have and I knew how good they could be so I you know I try to be very optimistic like this is just going to set us up for more success and um you know it really did bring it on yeah that's right <laughs> it, was, it was really good for us as hard as it looked um on paper it was really good for us yeah. Yeah. Becky well our our schedule was actually the opposite um just the way that um you know we played to try to play a really tough NAI heavy schedule even though we are now in CCAA um so we played, in order to play them, we had to play them early season because in January, February, they're in conference play. So we had a brutal stretch in November, December. Um, we were on the road mainly. I think we only had seven or eight home games this year out of 28. And we just played this gauntlet of a schedule um, on the road. But it prepared, I think at one point we played like five or six games in nine days, most of them on the road, long road trips. But whenever it came to nationals where we had to win three games in four days in the locker room before the game, I'm saying, we've done this. You, we have done it well. We have beat good teams um, earlier in the season, and we, we can do it again. So I think reminding them of that, even though it was back in November. But also we tried to take days off whenever we could because it is a long season. I mean, we start off season in early September, and here it was um, mid to late March postseason so we'd been at it for months on end so if there was ever a day for a, a chance for us to take a day off we did just to shut our brains off um 
I went to the farm. Coach Frank went to his farm. Our <laughs> ladies were probably taking naps for the first time all week. And um, so we tried to keep them fresh and tried to keep the love of the game um, active for them by just resting. So I think that that's, I, I don't know if, I guess it worked, but that's what, that was our strategy. You know, and I think some coaches oftentimes think, you know, that, you know, oh, we got to hit it harder. We got to go harder. We got to practice longer. We got to, you know, we've got to do this. We got to do that. But sometimes that philosophy right there, like, mm, let's step back. Let's take a breath. Let's get perspective. Um, can can give that um, that motivation. It can, it can that can be inspiring as well. Yeah, there were days that we would lift for twenty minutes and then go hard for an hour and then we would get out of there. So I think just trying to. I mean, basketball is supposed to be fun, but it can become a grind after a while. And mm-hmm. so, and Coach Frank, once again, he's really good at that as well. Just saying, hey, we we might need to take a day here. And Coach Wilson did the same thing. Just if there was ever a day that we could give him off, he did it. And so I've tried to do the same as well. And um, I think it helps. Fantastic. All right. Well, we're going to take our last break and we'll be back and we're going to continue talking with Jenny Talbert and Becky Mullis and with my co-host, Cayman Beckmeyer. Thanks to Highland Dairy for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett. As they support local and thoughtful radio. This is Jenny Hopkins. We'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective. Coach's Perspective, this segment sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. Hey, they know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, they know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for over 25 years. Give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call. They will take care of you. They'll do a coast-to-coast search. They'll find exactly what you are looking for, and bonus, it will be in your price range. Give them a call at 417-326-7671. Thank you also to Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance and West Logging for sponsoring this segment. Go to westlogging.com or find Danny West on Facebook. He's going to treat your land like his own. So we're back here with coaches Jenny Talbert, Becky Mullis, and my co-host tonight, Cayman Beckmeyer. And we've been cele- we're celebrating champions tonight. Um, Jenny Talbert, the coach at Fair Grove, won the Class 3 Girls State Championship. And then Becky Mullis in College of the Ozarks, they pulled in a national championship this year. So we're, we're talking a little bit about the mentality, you know, the mentality and, and the variables that it, that it takes to have a championship season. And when I say mentality, that's what, you know, we're also going to talk about next. How do you keep them from being overwhelmed on this, this path? To a championship season it's um that's something that is really important and i'm actually going to start with cayman on this um you know you all won the district championship this year you won the pink and white championship i mean you definitely had um to keep a great mentality throughout the season so how do you as a player on the court um keep calm when you're going through these steps um, i think just realizing you know the games that we've won in the past we also played a super tough schedule and we were able to win most of those. So I think just knowing that whenever you're in those tough situations, we've done it before. Like we've beat teams um, that they've, you know, played good games against too. And just knowing that, you know, you're capable of guarding the best player on the other team or, you know, just remembering, oh, I've, I've probably guarded someone better before. Um, and then just kind of staying humble and within the process going into the postseason, just knowing that at this point it's win or go home and, you know, you got to put it all out on the line. And at that point, records don't matter. It's whoever's going to win is going to move on. That is so true. And I, I like that. I like that mentality. What about, um, 
your players as coaches? How do you keep them focused? How do you keep them on that path? I like that she said that, you know, I, I try to stay humble because, you know, if you have that kind of that attitude of gratitude, that seems to keep you um, in, in routine and it keeps you prepared. Coach Mullis, I'll start with you. I think that we just have a one game of uh, at a time mentality. So we win one and then worry about the next one. And because it is daunting if you think about how many games do I have to win to win it. Um, so it's a one game at a, at a time mentality, and we've done that all all year. Um, I also just try to focus on the things that we have done well. So like um, the early the tough early season schedule, playing a lot of games in a short amount of time, and just remind them that the times that they've been successful and i also agree with humility i think um just being grateful that um the gifts that they have that god has blessed them with um and i just remind them all the time like go to class go to work (laughs) you're not above any of the rules like you got to keep being who you are and what has got us here and um so i think that that's important as well and um just trying to be a good example for them yeah. What do you have to add to that, Coach Tom? Well, no, well, those are some pretty good answers. But um, <laughs> They did like, pretty well. <laughs> the one game at a time, or one game at a time mentality, definitely. But I think also we kind of just talked like, it's just another, like, it's just another game. Like, you're just, you're still playing basketball on a court, the same size, you know, in a lot of ways. So, um, my group was real goofy anyway. So, like, it was more about <laughs> just like, all right, girls, settle down a little bit. But, um, they, uh, they're so competitive that I think it was it wasn't hard to get them focused on like the ultimate goal of just like keeping our season going and I think having one senior that kind of was special in that they didn't want Cameron's season to end like her career in high school to end so they all kind of like talked about that sometimes even in the championship game they were like this is Cameron's last half like we have to go out there for Cameron's last half um I think Ashton actually said that at the press conference I was like you know that's special like they just they just had a big – they were all just in it together. The 10 of them were in it together. So um, I think that was really a big part of their journey. It does. That makes a big difference. When they have that emotional investment and they want their seniors to finish well, that is uh, impressive. Um, so we, so you mentioned earlier one of the variables that you used to kind of keep them on, on track and to peak at the right time was film. Um, and I think there's, you know, I, I was I was listening to some young, young coaches recently talk about, is film really that helpful? I mean – we can look at highlights, but highlights do not, they don't help you. I mean, they can right. build a little confidence. They make you see what you're doing correctly, and that's, that, that is something that can be motivating. However, film is one of the greatest teaching tools that we have if you do it correctly. So how do you use film in your program, Coach Talbert? Well, and, yeah, we, we watched it. I, I don't know how, like, how much we watched it um, consistently throughout the season, but especially near the end, you know, when we were preparing for another team, we definitely watched the other team, you know, their sets, inbounds plays, different tendencies their players might have. But I do think for my girls seeing themselves on film, you know, and maybe moments that they struggled, maybe not highlights, but lowlights, um, I think they really learned a lot because like we've mentioned, you know, film doesn't lie. And um, so if they could see themselves not really hustling or, they didn't think they ran the set wrong, but then I can show them, see, and then they're like, oh, gosh, I did, you know. <laughs> so um, we we definitely, I would say, you know, from end of January on, we made sure that we had an emphasis in film, um, it, whether that was us sitting down together or me just sharing clips and have telling them to watch it, you know, on their own if they could and then talking about it at practice. But um, I do think it's valuable, as, you know, especially if you kind of can focus in on a few things that they can improve on. 
makes it, it does make a big difference. Coach Mullins? Well, at CFO, it's unique because of our time restraints. And so we have to prioritize. So we have two hours every day for practice, lifting, film, just because of this work program and class. So um, we're really strategic about when we use film and how we use it. Most of the time, we're going to watch, we watch some of our opponent, but it was going to be short so that we could, you know, we, if we're going to lift, there's 30 minutes. If we're going to watch film, there's 15 or 30 minutes. Now, all of a sudden, we have an hour left of practice. And so we just tried, um, we just watch mostly the other team um, in prep for games. And um, it's a great scouting tool. Mm, yes, really it is. is. And our girls love to watch their opponent and their tendencies. And yeah. and uh, so that's how, that's what we do at CFO. And in scouting and, and film as well, there are some players that love to know every single thing about who they're guarding or about that team and what their tendencies are. And there's some that are like, just tell me the need to know. So, Cayman, what kind of player were you? Did you want to know every single thing about the player that you were guarding? Or did you? Um, I would usually kind of guard some of my friends. So I would kind of know, like, a little bit about it, but along with just like whatever Coach Flood would say, it was um, it was specific, but it was very brief. Um, but I, I just kind of like to go out there and whatever they're going to do, whatever they're going to throw at me, try and guard them to the best of my ability. Um, it's you know it's not going to be the same every single game, so film does help. Um, but I would just you know go out there and, and do my best. Bring it on! There you go. Bring it on! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So let, let's talk about um, assistant coaches and the value of assistant coaches. And I think that's something that we don't talk enough about. It's so important to have a great coaching staff and to be able to have people that um, have that, um, you know, they understand the program, they understand the objectives, they have the buy-in, um, and they're able to contribute. Um, but they all, they all have different niches as well. You know, you already mentioned Coach Frank and, uh, and some of the things that he helped with this. How, um, what was it like having him on your coaching staff? Because He's kind of a big deal in the coaching world, for sure. Well, he's forgot more than I know. Right. So, um, our, our, our team just trusts him so much. Um, he, I, I kind of, I turned zone offense over to him. So if a team zoned us, I'm like, you got it. And he was, he's so good at just picking apart and knowing what to run against other teams. Um, he's also great with just encouraging our our ladies and saying the right thing at the right time or telling me I need to shut up and stop refereeing and <laughs> start coaching and he he's just um, a very calming presence um, and I know Kaylee really loves having her dad there so um, our girls love him he's so valuable to me he's loyal he um, tells me the truth he um, and he played at CFO he's in the Hall of Fame and so CFO means a lot to him um, and I think it means even more being able to coach his daughter and being around her. So he uh, is amazing, and I'm very grateful to have him. Yeah, it is nice to be able to have someone with his caliber um, to be on the, on the bench. Um, but that is something I think is really important, too, and unique for them to have a little bit of buy-in into, like he went to college of those arcs. You and, you and Carrie Green were yeah. able to, you were teammates. Tell us about your coaching staff. And- yeah, I have two assistants. So Carrie Green, like you said, um, she's kind of like our freshman C team coach, but also an assistant at all levels. And then um, Jeremy Fabian, he's actually been coaching with me for the last twelve years, I guess, as my assistant. Right. But he's coached. I want to say the other day he was talking about how he's been coaching for twenty six years total, 
um, whether it's been girls basketball, boys basketball, he's been an assistant football coach. So um, he has, you know, obviously different styles sometimes because he does coach some football too. So sometimes, you know, when he wants to like get after the girls like football coach, they're kind of like, oh, wow, Coach Fabian, you know, Um, because he's also just a really, he's very caring. He does a really good job with the girls and um, he's good comic relief for us. You know, we always give him a hard time. I like because he's just us with a bunch of bunch of girls all the time. But um, <laughs> and then so he does a great job. He helps po- coach the post players. Uh, him and Carrie kind of tag team that. But and then Carrie obviously has tremendous basketball knowledge from not just her playing days, but um, it's in her pedigree. You know, her dad's a Hall of Fame coach, so she's seen you know a lot of different ways to strategize. Um, so it's just been awesome to have them, and um, they were a great help this year, obviously, and every year. But um, you know, we had some really tough opponents, and it was great to have other people to bounce ideas off of. And, um, you know, they just, it was nice to just have them there for for their support, too. It is important. That coaching staff, I think it's really important to be able, that's a team in itself. Yeah. It really, it is. It's a team within itself. Um, one one of the things that, that I also think is important on championship runs and successful teams is to to have some incentives along the way. So you set goals. Um, you're all very goal oriented. Cayman Beckmeyer is a total you're, you're goal oriented, right? Um, so it, it is important to be able to have some incentives. Did you all have any like post game incentives? Um, there was a team that I broadcast in the Final Four, and they were the Eagles, and they had a giant golden eagle necklace. And at the end of every game, the players got to vote on who got to wear the golden eagle until the next game. So at school, they'd wear this giant golden eagle. And that, that was a great incentive. And it could have been, you know, the leading rebounder. It could have been the leading steals. It could have been, you know, someone like you were talking about earlier, Becky, that come, comes in and has a great defensive effort um, that the team and in the locker room re- wants to recognize. Um, so any kind of postseason um, incentives. And do you think that those would help? I'll start with Cayman on this. Um, I think that, you know, just having goals in mind is always, you know, a plus and even just for yourself, just yourself reaching your personal goals, um, just, you know, makes you feel accomplished, makes you, you know, feel like your hard work is paying off. And then as well as just a team, we write ours on our whiteboard and we like to hang up like tournament brackets in the locker room and we got one where we won a tournament and so we had it hung up in there and just to, to kind of remember that feeling, that winning feeling, and I think that's what helped us uh, go three for three on our tournaments this year. Sounds good. Coach Mullis? Well, our, our team would set individual um, goals for each game. Uh, not individual goals, but but team <coughs> goals. Um, but they would do it themselves. So I would tell them the other team's offensive average, and then they would choose what they were going to hold them to. Um, and then also I would tell them their – offensive rebound average and they would select what they were going to hold them to and then we kind of i'm not very goofy i guess they are but i <laughs> i do have a, a deal with them that if i started this actually with kelsey Clayton, i ran a play for her and i said and it was a tip play so she caught it in the air and tipped it in i said we'll get ice cream after the game well somehow it is stuck so here we are <laughs> four years later and we had a, a set that we ran for jordan Worsinger, and so anytime she would catch it and tip it. Everybody would stand up and yell ice cream. And I probably owe them we're probably 10 scoops by now I'm behind. Um, so just oh, kind of silly great. things like that. Um, it does. It helps. And it it kind of gives a little bit of um, energy to the team and it's team bonding. Um, and a shout out to Kelsey Clean because yeah. she made me look smart for four <laughs> years in high school. And 
and you are already smart, but she made you look good, too, in, in college. So definitely a common denominator there that we appreciate. Coach Talbert? I don't have any fancy uh, eagle chains or anything. Maybe I'll have to <laughs> implement that. But uh, we did set goals at the beginning of the year, you know, individual game goals that we wanted to accomplish as well as, like, team goals, you know, ultimate goals like, you know, win districts, all those types of things. And then for the individual game goals, like they were all team related. Um, so after the game, when I had the, all the stats were back, I would hand that back to them with like check marks on which ones we got, you know. So that was kind of like after the game, they'd be like, how many check marks did we get? Because normally if we had seven out of, I think we had 13 different goals. If we had seven, we almost always won, you know. So um, that was one of the things we did. And then about halfway through the season, I'd read an article about kills in basketball, like three stops in a row. And if you could get, you know, seven to eight kills a game, like there's some analytic of percentage you can, you're going to win. So I'd kind of challenged him with that. That was kind of going along with the defensive we'd struggled, like the skyline game. And so we started charting kills. And so, like, if we would have two stops, you know, we'd make sure the bench would know, like, if we get one more stop, we get another kill. Yeah. So that kind of became a, a an emphasis. And I think it kind of like that. It helped them as the season went on that after the game. How many kills did we get? You know, so. Um, that was we didn't have like an actual tangible item, but like we would talk about it. So. Yeah, I love those. We those actually keep that as well. So that's kills. the only stat we keep there is kill kills. Oh, that's kills. fantastic. Oh. Well, and I, I want to ask you this. This question was actually sent in by a listener for you, Jenny. Your dad, Steve, oh, um, was a tremendous, well-known official in the area, and he, you know, and he was always he was always a, a fantastic. He was a coach's official. I will say that because he always would. Communicate well with the coaches, um, besides being knowledgeable and, and talented. So tell me um, a little bit about when you were growing up, how did it help to have an official as a father? We don't have to talk about, you know, any bench warnings that you might have gotten at the final. <laughs> um, <laughs> but tell us about um, tell As us. a coach, I think um, a lot of the guys he ref with, obviously, are not refing anymore because they, they're kind of retired. But um, I think it has helped just to kind of, you know, if I ever want to get, like, heated about a call or something and i can just see him across the way nodding in his his head like no that that was a foul like (laughs) you know like it just and then i'm like okay well if he knows it's a foul or just kind of um you know just because officials are human you know and a lot of they're going to make mistakes and so you got to give them some grace and um i think when i was a younger coach i probably struggled with that like more so than as i've gotten older i think i'm a little more level-headed and like i can see okay well Maybe I saw it wrong or whatever, and so I try my best to um, not cross that line. I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm not. I mean, and I'm very competitive, so I get very close, I'm sure. But um, I think it helps to remember that, you know, at the end of the day, those refs are doing the best they can, and um, they're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. The game's going to have mistakes, so just got to remember that at at the end of the day. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, congratulations again. Thank you so much. On a state championship, and thanks for being here tonight and, and sharing some of your championship wisdom. <laughs> yes, no problem. <laughs> thanks so much for having me. Yes, and Coach Mullis, thank you so much. I always love having you on the show, and you always provide a great perspective. So thank you for being here, and congratulations. National champions. Thank you for having mm-hmm. me. I've enjoyed it. Gotta, gotta love it. And um, you were, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, who's coming on next week, and it's going to be Kamen Beckmeyer. She's coming back, I think. We haven't scared you off yet, have we? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and we're going to have uh, we're going to have Kamen's mom on too. Uh, Michelle Mickelson yeah. is going to be here. Played at SVU I'm from Marshfield High School, and of course it's Michelle Beckmeyer now, so she <laughs> yeah. she goes by that. But we're going to talk about the kind of the role of a parent that's in the stands, and then also. 
kind of pick her brain on how the game has changed. And you're going to come up with a lot of questions for her, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so thanks for being here tonight. Of course. We appreciate that. Um, so we're going to move into our post-game talk. Um, and don't forget, you can always go to the a Coach's Perspective for show lineups, previous shows, and more information. You can subscribe to be put into a drawing as well. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. So this post-game talk is sponsored by Story Construction. Story Construction have been providing quality industrial and commercial construction since 1966. Go to story, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com for more information. So now for our post-game talk. So champions, they don't happen by accident. They are earned through hard work, sacrifice, dedication to a common mission, and buy-in from all stakeholders. There are so many variables in play on championship seasons. So if you can focus, if you focus on just one, you may fall short. It takes time and it takes effort to focus on all angles, to prepare for all of those angles, and to apply what needs to be applied. Take the time to be aware of what things take. Make an action plan and strive for it. Embrace the journey along the way. There are going to be ups and downs, but if you can embrace that journey, um, you will be successful and you'll be able to hold those trophies over your head. So that's how champions do it. I'm going to remind you that I do each and every week. Be a good human. Live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.